Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. Now your host, self-made millionaire and national award-winning investor of the year, Del Walmsley. Welcome to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Walmsley. He's always working on your financial freedom. And uh, we want to bring to you today something very interesting. It's a completely different look at markets. I've come up with a theory. I've been spending the last couple of days reading the economic reports of different economists around the country. And um, as I read these things and I see that the facts are predominantly the same, they're pulling the facts out of the same areas, uh, their assumptions are predominantly the same, but their presumptions are based on assumptions that are old. They're worn out, they're withered, they're tired. And I want to suggest to you um, today, I'm going to offer you a new way to look at the marketplace that may change your whole investment strategy. Yeah, completely different way to look at it. And I'm going to offer it to you today. Now, before I get started, though, I want to get out some little bit of housekeeping here. They have set me up to go all over the country this year to live events. And I don't want you to miss it. I'd hate to see that I come to your area and you miss an opportunity to come to a live event with me. Um, these live events are usually free. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are. And um, you'll have a presentation, we'll have case studies, and then, of course, I will have the open mic, you know, what we call the fireside chat type approach where you ask me any questions you want to ask me and answer them. So it's a very intimate basis. It's usually small groups, never seen more than like 50 one of these things. So it's, it's a good place to get to know people and get to know and meet me. If you want to go to one of these, you got to find out where they're at all over the country because they are all over the country. I can't list them all off. I don't have time on the radio. But here's what you do. You go to this website, meetdell.com, M-E-E-T-D-E-L, one L in Dell, meetdell.com. Look up the locations and the dates and pick the ones you would like to go to. And then you just register and they'll get you on a reminder list and get you a reservation, a ticket to get into this event. So, again, go to meetdell. Com. Having said that, I'm going to get back to today's class or today's um, material, which is I believe that the way we look at the economic markets is incorrect uh, based on the fact that we've been using the same assumptions forever about economic markets. So let's take a look at this situation. Uh, Dr. Dotsauer, which is one of the economists I read the reports on, uh, is saying that Economic growth cycles over the past average about 80 months. We are right now at 104 months. The largest economic growth cycle ever is 120 months. And so what he's saying is, is that we are either close to or nearing the end of this growth cycle. Unfortunately, none of the numbers indicate that. There's almost no indication that we're coming to the end of a cycle. In fact, almost everything that came out economically shows that we're beginning of a new cycle of growth. Now, how can that be? It just doesn't make any sense. 
2018 economically is going to be better for the apartment industry, the rental housing industry, for us, in every way, shape, and form than 2017 was. 2017 was slightly worse than 2016. It had a little bit of a slowdown, but nothing radical. Not at all. So now 2018 is going to be even better. So how do you explain this? And I'd like to start with just a large generalized assumption, and that is this. If you look at what happens in life, things get better because people get smarter. We'd like to think that we're all part of a microcosm of ignorant people like mice in an experimental mousetrap or experimental uh, mouse experiment, that we just run through the maze the same way every time. We're all stupid and ignorant. We do the same stupid, ignorant things. That no one ever learns from hindsight. Nothing ever gets better. I don't believe that. I believe we actually do get better. The people that do what we do get better. Lifestyles members of the last 27 years have improved upon their investment skill sets and their percentage of failure to, or successes to failures massively to where now we have very few failures to even look at even to even get involved with. I mean, things you say, well, you know, Del, when, when the harbor's full, all boats float. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of that. The question is, why is the harbor still full? We've long passed or long since passed the average number of growth months in a cycle. What is the difference? Why is it that you're saying, Dell, this cycle may keep going on? But let's take it, let's look at it this way. A cycle is a series of curves, right? Now, if you're taking changes within a very short amount of time, those curves are very, very sharp. And when you graph them, you can see them. But if you're making very, 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 very large numbers move, those numbers change so slowly that even on a graph form, the graph is so gentle, it doesn't look like it's important. Let me take that to the extreme. We all know the Earth is round, but the Earth is so large in comparison to our ability, our perception that when we look out across the land, we think it's flat. Now, you know, if you look far enough to the horizon, you can't see it anymore. It isn't really flat. The higher you go up in a building, the more you can see. It isn't really flat. But to our perception, it's flat. We're wondering when we're going to fall off the edge of the earth. If you're sailing, if you're Columbus sailing the seas around the earth, when are you going to fall off? And that's the way people are looking at the investments right now. My God, I don't see that curve. There's no curve, so there must be an end. We're going to have to sail off the edge of the earth with our investments. They're going to die. But what I would like to suggest to you is that that's not even the case. I would like to suggest to you that in my perception, that the market has grown so large that we are behind the curve on growth. And literally, we're not even near where we could be, that the economy could be a lot better, and we could make a lot more money than what we're making even now. Because why? 
because the cycle has become so large and so drawn out that humans will start to make mistakes. Tons of people I know, including myself, sold out a lot of real estate in the last two years. We thought the cycle had come to its natural conclusion, and it didn't. Smart people like Curtis Haynes kept buying, and now he's way happy that he did so. So what is the difference? I want to take you through that today. I want you to understand the difference. It's completely different. Let's start with single-family houses. When I first started buying single-family houses, the median price was $50,000 a door. I was buying them for $25,000 a door. By the time houses got up to $40,000 a door, I couldn't buy them at $25,000, and then couldn't buy them at thirty, and couldn't buy them at thirty-five, forty. dollars When it got to forty, dollars I stopped doing single-family houses. By then, the median price had moved to seventy-six, dollars and I couldn't buy anything less than forty, forty-five, fifty thousand dollars dollars $50,000. I thought, man, this is too expensive. i got to go to apartments where it's really cheap, and I could go buy garbage apartments for $10,000 a door. But that's $10,000 a door on a $76,000 home, median home. And I was buying garbage at $10,000 a door. The stuff you really wanted to buy was $20,000, a door. The really nice stuff was forty dollars on a $76,000 home. Well, single-family homes now have a median of $248,000 and an average of three hundred and thirty-one. You can go out there and buy apartment complexes right now for forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a door. And let's say even if you pay seventy thousand dollars a door, and the median's two hundred and forty, until you get to hundred and twenty, you're not even fifty cents on the dollar. Until you get to hundred and twenty, Curtis bought a Class A the other day for hundred twenty thousand a door. Wow! I looked at a Class A the other day for two hundred thousand a door. And you say, how could anybody pay $200,000 for an apartment complex? Because each unit was nicer than a $240,000 house in a better location with better amenities, and so on, and so on, and so on. So my friends, those sets of numbers are better today than they were when I got into real estate when we thought we were making a killing. My question to you is, how are they going to change for the future? We'll discuss that when we come back from a break. We'll take a short break, and then we'll come back and talk about what's going to happen to these single-family numbers. Then later in the show, we'll do multifamily the same way. So you're not going to want to miss this discussion. It's going to be very informative. Our number here is 877-711-5211. We'll be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule.
Welcome back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're discussing how I see the market has changed and why I think that the way the economists, even though they're getting the numbers right, are getting their predictions wrong simply because they're looking at old statistics compared to today's statistics, which make absolutely no sense to look at because the curves are not the same. If you look at a curve, the size of the curve, the larger it is, the flatter the lines. It's simple math. You make that circle larger, and those curves are smaller. They're, they're less pronounced to the point where you get as large as the earth, and you can't even see there's a curve. And so when I'm saying that we used to buy houses for $10,000, or $25,000 a piece, and now they're 300000 250 median, 331000 average, that curve has changed. Now let's look into demand. Remember, there's supply, there's demand, there's buying power, and there's desire to buy. So let's look at housing. Supply. There's no supply. There's only a three-month supply of houses to be purchased out there for somebody who wants to buy a home. So now you're a millennial. You've been living with mom and pop. You got, you got married. Maybe you have a baby. You're 30 years old, 30, and you're still living with mom and pop. You have the desire to get out, but where are you going to go? Do you have the ability to buy a home? With a median price of 245000 I don't think so. Those are not entry-level homes. What's even worse is the new construction that's being built is over $300,000 a door on the average. And so if you want a new home, that's almost impossible. That's out of range. The median income in our country doesn't even come close to support the median price of a home. Not even close. Couldn't even in your dreams, if you had a median price income job, support a median price home. So that is going to drive people to the apartment. So that's making the apartment business become better and the housing business less. Now, we go out there and we buy stuff at a price that's really a steal. If 240, whatever, 240, uh, exact number here, 248 is the median price, and we're buying stuff at $100,000 a door, which we are. We're buying it less than 50 cents on the dollar of the median price. If we put $10,000, $20,000 in it, we're in $110,000, $120,000, we're still less than 50% of the median price. And since we're in it less than 50% of the median price, we can charge a rent that's less than what it costs to buy the house and still make a profit. That's a crazy situation. So we as investors are buying up all of the low-end houses that homeowners would like to have, but they can't get to because they don't have the wherewithal, the understanding of the market to buy instantly, even if you have to, you know, to boom. They're sitting there thinking and looking and thinking and looking. Every time they turn around, an investor has bought it right out from underneath them. Or they have to buy back from the investor after the investor bought it, renovated it, and now selling it for full market price. There's no deals for entry-level people. Right. So as interest rates start to get higher now, as prices get higher, the buying power of the millennials is going down, which is sending them to the apartment industry. Right. Let's take it one step further. How about desire to own a home? We just passed this new tax law. Trump's tax law has taken away the incentives of home ownership. You used to be able to write off your interest and your property taxes on your home. But now they've reduced the amount of interest and property taxes you could take to where it's less than the standard deduction. So they've increased the standard deduction 
So if you can take the standard deduction of $24,000 a year, instead of writing off $24,000 a year of home interest and taxes, if you get rid of the home interest and property taxes by not owning a home, you still get the $24,000 standard deduction. So you come out better off by not owning a home. This is clearly going to change buying habits over some period of time when people start to understand what the tax is really doing to their tax return. They're not going to get it until this first year's tax return that comes up, and that isn't going to happen until April 15th of 2019 because this goes into effect 2018. But what's going to happen April 15th, 2019 when they figure out, boom, I can't write this stuff off anymore? Man, that's not to mention that the mass exodus from the liberal states on the East Coast and the West Coast have gotten radical. Why? Because you can't write off your state taxes against your income, federal taxes anymore. Man, things are changing. The desire to buy in certain locations, the desire to own homes is going away. While at the same time, income availability to people is going up. When we come back, Let's talk about where that's going to take this cycle and what we need to look forward to in the future. We'll be right back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Wealth and Passive Income Expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Brian Tracy, top-selling author of over 70 books, personal success and performance expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO18. Welcome back to Lifestyle Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're talking about the giant change that's occurring in our real estate cycle. That even though over the last four years the indicators have all shown that we probably should be topped out in the cycle. The cycle just keeps going. And my point is, is that the larger and larger the numbers are, the longer the sign curve of the cycle has to be. And the longer the sign curve of the cycle has, the longer the curve is, the flatter it looks. And the less it looks like there's going to be these jerky market movements. And the, the concept is, is that, well, there's only been one time where the market's gone 
as much as 120 months in a cycle and positive. We're at 104, so obviously we've got to be coming up on the best ever. And what I would say to you is the best ever in human beings has always been better. There has always been record-breaking attempts on everything in life over periods of time as people figure it out. So let's talk about here. We're sitting here now with a massive upside potential occurring. With the Trump tax changes, people are not going to want to buy single-family houses as much. They can't buy them because builders are only building very expensive stuff. The low-end stuff that's left over is being purchased by investors and making a killing on it. And that's why there's only three months of product on the marketplace. And usually the average is about eight months of product. Now there's only three months of product on the market right now, which is almost nothing. So you're talking about a situation where the investors are sucking up all the houses and there's nothing left for people to buy. So that throws us into the multifamily world. We have this demand. We have these millennials coming of age that want to get out of mom and dad's house. They're married. They have kids. It's time to move out, but they can't buy a house, so they got to go to apartments. So if you go to the apartment situation, you say, what is the benefit? What is the cycle of the apartment industry? And you go, well, there's supply, there's demand. There's buying power, and there's desire. So we go back to the same four principles that we looked at before in the other marketplace, which is a single-family market, and say, what's happening in multifamily? Well, first of all, we went from 2008 recession to about 2012 where nothing got built. So the pendulum swung way to the negative side. Then, from 12 on, the pendulum swang back the other way. You know, the pendulum's always going too far. It always goes up to the peak, stops, and comes back. So now, over the last couple of years, they've overbuilt multifamily housing. But you have to understand what they've overbuilt. They've overbuilt Class A apartment complexes. And that has done nothing to change the supply and demand of the Class B and Cs. And there used to be a class called D, but there's so little of this underlying stuff left that they call even D product C product. Now, they've eliminated A, B, C, and D. It's now A, B, and C. You either live as a cost-resilient person, which is C and B, everything is about cost, or you live in A, which is everything about choice. And so the apartment industry split into those two different types now, cost or convenience. People decide who they are. They pick where they want to buy. But there is very little cost-effective product left. And the stuff that is out there, investors are buying it up and improving it to where C's are becoming B's, and there's very little C product left. So what happens is everything shifts. The market has to shift. Just like I was buying Class C product for $10,000 a door, then $20,000 a door, $30,000, they are now selling Class C stuff for $60,000, and $80,000 a door for crap. $80,000 a door for crap on a properties that are $240,000 unit, median price. They're able to go out and buy a Class C or B property, let's say B, for $80,000 a door, which is less than 50%. It's about... 80% less than what the median price is. I look back when I did it. I bought a $50,000 door house price. I bought it for $10,000 a door. There's no difference here. You can buy stuff for $60,000 a door in Class C stuff to $240,000, 
And that's even a better percentage than when I was buying it. It hasn't gotten worse. It's gotten better. You can buy a product cheaper now than you could before. Comparatively, it just doesn't seem right because you've never lived through prices as high. Just like I had never lived through prices that high back when I started in the apartment industry at $7,000 a door, I could never imagine paying $40,000 a door. Now, I can't imagine paying less than eighty. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. if you didn't show up for work tomorrow for the next couple of days for a week a couple of months a year how long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it if this fear keeps you up at night it's time to learn the strategies we teach at lifestyles unlimited start with the free workshop go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace like so many of our members already have that's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com Welcome back. Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today we're talking about the flattening of the curve in the uh, economic cycle that's occurring in real estate and how the economists can look at the numbers, but historically, treating the numbers historically isn't making any sense because the numbers are not the same size as they were. The cycles are longer because the numbers are larger. And so you can't predict by the same set of predictions that was used in the past to predict things. It just doesn't make any sense. That's like right now, if you go to the pro football, almost everybody can run a 4.4 to a 4.6. Even the 300-pound guys can run a 4.8. And at one point, that was like the fastest guy in the world. Everybody can do that. So everything gets better over time. So the apartment market, last year was a little bit of a slowdown because supply-demand curve changed. They brought a lot of product online, 300 and, let's see, 385,000 units they brought online last year, 380,000 units in 2017. So this year, they're only bringing 335,000 units on. But the demand last year had gone down a little bit, but the demand this year is going up. Why is demand going up? Unemployment is the lowest ever. People are making money at a higher rate. There is so much need for new jobs that there are not enough people to fill them, so wages are going up for the first time in years. Now that people have more money, they want to get away from mom and dad's house. They've been living with mom and dad because they couldn't afford a place to live. They still can't afford to go buy a home at the price, new home prices, but they can't afford to move into an apartment complex. So you have a lower supply of new apartments. You have a higher demand for apartments out there. What's going on? Buying power. Can you buy an apartment? Absolutely. The financing is easy as can be. It's lower. It's probably entry-level ease. It's just about as low as I've ever seen it. Interest rates are still low, 4.5%. Those are historically low rates. Yes, we have stuff. We, I got down to 3.85 a couple years ago. Um, but 45 is unbelievably low. Anything under 5% is incredible. Uh, so the buying power is still there. And desire. 
There is so much pent-up desire to put your money someplace other than the half percent interest rate or other than some type of a gambling scheme like the stock market or commodities or something where you're just buying on the come, hoping that there's a greater fool out there willing to pay more for whatever it is you bought than you did. Those are the economic situations we're looking at. Now, the national median price is 248,000 national average price is 331. But when you go to other markets, those things change. So there's an interesting graphic here I'd like to pull up if I can. Let's see if I can get it up on my computer here. I thought it was very interesting. Pardon the noise of bringing another computer online here. There is a, a chart here that talks about what is the average price per unit across the country. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because myself included, we have to get desensitized to what these apartment units actually cost. I remember when I was buying at $10,000 a door, $20,000 a door. When it went to 30, you couldn't get anything under 30. I go, you know, I don't know. When it went to 40, I go, man, that's crazy. I got back in again when you could buy at 30, but then it went up to 40. I go, man, I think I need to sell at 40. This is unbelievable. Now it's even higher. So here's the lowest price housing in the country, between fifty and $75,000 a door per unit you can get in Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, Detroit, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Memphis, and Pittsburgh. In other cities, when you go to the next level, 76000 to 99000 this is the average, and these, that falls into Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, Fort Worth, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Louisville, San Antonio, and St. Louis. Now, look at it. If the median price across the country is 248000 these guys are averaging prices between 76 and 99 which is well below $0.50 cents on the dollar of what you can buy. In these other cities, fifty to 75000 Now, you go up to the hundred dollars to $149,000 markets. This is Houston. This is Austin. This is Baltimore, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Nashville, Orlando. Philadelphia, Phoenix, these are our markets. Raleigh, Durham, Riverside, San Bernardino. Can you believe that? California, Sacramento. We're buying stuff in California between 100,000 and 150,000 units. Salt Lake City, Tampa. You go to 150 to 199, you got Chicago, Denver, Fort Lauderdale, Miami Dade, New Haven, New Jersey, Portland, Washington. 200 to 299, you got Los Angeles, Oakland, Orange County, San Diego, and Seattle. And get this, 300 to 450, where a house median price is over 800,000. Boston, New York, San Francisco, and San Diego, between 300 and 450 units. My friends, you've got to recalibrate. You've got to recalibrate your belief system on what stuff costs. Otherwise, you're going to be out of the market and a loser. We'll be right back to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways cash flow money in your pocket each month equity capture the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map appreciation real estate can increase in value over time equity buildup renters pay down your mortgage each month and finally the tax advantage when done correctly real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains at lifestyles unlimited these are the five ways we make money in real
real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back to the last segment of Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Today I've been trying to explain to you my view of the cycle, how it has changed, and how you can't use the same quantitative analysis to calculate when these moves are going to occur, when there's going to be the next downward trend or next upward trend. I believe right now from all the economists are sitting here saying to themselves, everything that they're pulling up indicates that the market's going to go up. Everything indicates the cycle is still on an upward swing. And yet, their historical point of view says it can't. So they don't know what to say because they don't want to be wrong. They're presenting data, but the, their opinions are based on history and not based on what could potentially happen. And they're saying, okay, the Fed's starting to increase interest rates. Okay, so that means there must be inflation. Everything points that there should be inflation, but there's no inflation yet. But there should be low, low unemployment. In fact, Right now, there's overemployment to where there's more jobs than there are people. That should point to inflation. Wages are going up. That should point to inflation. Corporate profits are up. That should point to inflation. People's economic expectations are up. That should point to inflation. Everything is positive, yet we're changing the world of the marketplace and such a large amount that the small deviations from year to year just don't register. What does a 1% change in occupancy mean? In the past, a change in occupancy would drop you from 98 to 82. That's when a recession would occur. But now we're getting lambasted from 98 down to 92. And then we came back to 94, looking maybe at 96. More and more demand, less new incoming supply, more and more buying power, and less and less product to buy. Think about all that. What does it say to you? Does it say dig a hole, stick your head in it, bury your head and don't watch because you're afraid because it doesn't make any sense? You know, they did this thing where they used to take, I believe it was a dog, and they would put him in a room with four color squares. They'd put food in one color square, and the dog would go to that part of the room to eat, and they'd be shocked. The floor would shock him. So he'd go back to the other part of the room and wouldn't even go after the food. So then they moved the food into another square, and the dog would go into that square and get shocked. From that point on, the dog wouldn't go to that square anymore. Now there's only two squares he could live in. They put the food in the other square, and he wouldn't even go there because now he associated the shock with the food and not the squares. 
And he sat in a corner and shook out of fear, out of malnourishment, knowing he's starving, but he can't go get it because he knows it's going to shock him. How many of you right now are living a life of quiet desperation because you know that things have been so good for us? Guys like us that have made millions during this market, millions and millions and tens of millions in this market. You're sitting there going, I got in too late. I missed out. The world's over. And you know me, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. The second I move, the world changes. Every time I've ever followed the group, the world changed. The smart people are in early and out early. I'm that dumb guy that really doesn't understand the world, so I'm always in late and fried. That's what you're feeling. Now, the problem is, if everybody begins to feel that, what happens? And the answer is it won't. Why not? Because there's so much pent-up buying power out there. There's so many dollars trillions of dollars of money from all over the world that wants to come to America and buy real estate because it's still the safest bet there is anywhere in the world for anybody is real estate in America. And they don't want to get out. They want to get in. And so the bubble, the ball, the cycle, the curve gets larger. And if it gets large enough, folks, It will be like all those other things out there that have been around for 50 years you've never paid attention to, like pension funds, 401k funds, IRA funds, trillions of dollars sitting on the sideline earning nothing. People are just happy to have it out of their hands, hoping it won't go down in value. And all that money would love to get into real estate, and it probably will. So real estate's not going to come crashing down. But at the same token, it may not have those super high rates of return that it had at the bottom of a trough market. 104 months. We could go to 120 and tie the record. We could go to 130 and 140, but boy, are we going to look stupid if we go to 130, 140, and we've been out for another two or three years. Can you imagine that? You've already been sitting on the sideline for two years because you thought the cycle had ended, myself included. And now you're going to go another year, two years, because you think it's got to be over. Thought before it was over. Now you know it's got to be over. Because why? Because every time you move, you get shocked. And you're that dog that Thanks thinks it food itself. To the lifestyles of limited real estate. Have a great day. Show. Remember, remember, it's not the money. This show it's is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com.